Ryan. I'm Daniel. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, you're listening to 60s Taco Hum, the guitar uh, modding, breaking, fixing, buying, buying selling, selling, trading, and reviewing podcast. Uh, someone told us that we forgot to put playing in there. Playing, yeah. We don't actually play guitars no. in our podcast. Strictly collecting and buying yeah. and all that other junk. What, do you think we're guitarists? Word up. This Absolutely. Is like, we're just collection hobbyists. Hey, new feature. Uh, we are now on Instagram as... Uh, at 60 cycle hum yeah we did that like five minutes ago yeah literally we got here so we are recording live from uh salvage custom shop in whatever hottest crap town we are in el cajon dude el cajon (laughs) the box we are in the the box california and uh when we got here we're like dude why don't you guys have an instagram so we have an Instagram now. I just checked. You guys have 25 cheers. followers. Damn, already. that was quick. Yeah, cheers for that. Oh, man. We're drinking beer that uh, Daniel has had in his cooler for an unknown amount of weeks. Yeah. It was in a growler, so uh, Sketch City. Apparently, if, if it's we're from... we're dead next week. Is this we'll, actually we'll where know. it's from? Conquest Brewing Company? This was a beer I was actually supposed to send to a friend from Oops. another friend, and I didn't as life, and... Um, I feel bad about it, but I'll drink it and it'll be delicious. Yeah, yeah actually, it's still actually okay. Just, just tell them how good it was. Hey, so, uh, Tyler, we're drinking your beer. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Yeah, it's pretty good, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. For being so, so yeah. old and a growler, it tastes pretty good. A Russian stout, it's it's nice and dry. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, what is this beer cast? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, uh, why are we here? Why are we not at my at our normal location at my house? We're just here because Mirror Mesa's on fire. Mirror Ma- no, Mirror Mesa's not on Dude, fire. Mirror RB's is, on fire. Mirror yeah, Mesa's I know, right? Co- oh, literally fire. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna say Mirror Mesa's cooler than this. Have you not? Yeah. Have you been like off the? Have I been in the, the shop all day yeah. working? Yeah. It's yeah. Hot so like for, right forest now. ranch is like actually on fire, burning. Yeah. yeah. To the ground. To the ground. Hopefully. Houses? Hopefully. Uh, probably a few. Dang. But it's fine. they're rich. Don't worry about them. That's yeah. true. Yeah, they all, they all have homeowners insurance. They're all going to be fine. Uh, yeah, we're we just decided it was time to bring a guest on the show. Uh, Daniel's a good buddy of ours. We used to play in bands together on the same shows and stuff, and uh, we're a big fan of what he does for a living here. Why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a breakdown about what you do? We I run Salvage Custom, and we are on the interwebs, salvagecustomshop.com. Facebook, just search us. Instagram, Salvage Custom. Yeah. Twitter. We never tweet. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Plugs, plugs, and plugs. <laughs> All that Woo! stuff. You can find us. Yeah. Um, we build a lot of pedal boards. Yeah. Um, and other goodies as well. Different amp things, speaker cabs, uh-huh. amp enclosures, rehouses. We've just done a few cool Morgan amp things with Joe. Yeah, There's those look slick. I saw pictures of There's those. A sweet one right there. Huh? Yeah. Nice. Oh, man. That was great. So that's a little canvas one, shellac or lacquered canvas. I, listeners, if you can see this, it just looks beautiful. <laughs> it's, you know, it's fu- <laughs> you know, what's funny is, uh, is the stuff that kind of like comes through here is the stuff we kind of rail against all the time. Absolutely, you oh guys yeah. Trash it's like, it. Well, we it's don't like, rail against stuff, but we say you know you don't always need the nicest stuff, but you know it's yeah. nice to have the nicest what, stuff. Actually, what I like about your guys' podcast is the fact that it's like. A real person's approach to guitar things mm-hmm. and i kind of for me i have like it's part of the business to post all kinds of cool pictures of things and cool gear and stuff and have it and and being in the industry it's really easy to make friends with people and do trades and we've oh, done yeah. a lot of boards for other effects pedal companies 
and done a lot of trades. I mean, I can count a whole bunch of pedals on the table here. We have oh man, yeah, right, right now there's I think about fifty pedals on the board. Jeez, Louise, this um, is and only two of them are I think are from like mass. Or three, well, I've seen maybe two like boss. five are boss. from like mass. One of them is mine. One of them is Ryan's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's some mojo hand on here. Dude, we're just gonna. It's a lot of mojo hand, isn't there? A lot of Earthquaker devices. Yeah, clicky, clicky. Let's. You all guys click. aren't gonna mind if we just click pedals the whole time, dude. Let's click in here. So anyway, what I was saying while we're clicking is, <laughs> I got a pan- I'm, I'm clicking a panther this. right now. It's not even plugged in. I can't do this anymore. But uh, you know, it's a big deal to be just be clicking hey, a panther. Can you hear that soft switch? Oh yeah, that's a real soft switch. I like that. Oh, so oh, soft. Oh, that's a Stryman. Oh man, you Str- tricked me, Stryman. I just said something nice was nice from Strymon. Man, that's Stryman. Stryman. I don't like that Stryman stuff. That's Stryman. <laughs> so digital. I should before I go. You should let me plug that in though. To see what it sounds like in person. Because I I do trash talk that pedal. So. Bell cap. Yeah. Because it doesn't. And the demos I've heard, they never push it to drip. Oh, you, oh wait! You want the flint? For the oh, verb. the flint! Yeah, the verbs. Yeah, for the verbs. Okay, okay. I was looking Here. at the wrong one. Why don't you just get an amp with reverb? It's different for surf bands. You have to have something that models a reverb unit, which is different. Why don't you get a flint? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I was saying because <laughs> they're three hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they're awesome, and they also do trim. Yeah. Um, what I was saying about what I like about your podcast. Aside from the things I hate, because it's horrible. Oh, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, I know. You, every is, every week you call me and you're like, "Oh, it's just awful. It's I wish you would quit." Worst, bro. <laughs> if you guys don't know, segue. Ryan and I, growing up, we didn't know this until later in life when we met playing music. We were in rival gangs uh-huh. across Mira Mesa, yeah, which, which is, is really ghetto. Yeah, it's, it's like, like our like, hometown. Just imagine uh, track homes, suburbia. Yeah. You know, uh, the deep ghetto. Yeah, yeah. Like a big, there's like a movie theater and a yeah, bonds. Yeah, and there's an ice skating rink. Dude, Super ghetto. Yeah, yeah. So we were on either <laughs> different sides of the ice skating rink growing up. And it wasn't until yeah. later in life did we realize that we were in rival gangs. We would, we would, uh, our gangs would have fights at the ice rink and like tie ice skates to our wrists and battle each other. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. the, the worst was, of the worst of Watch the out for that killer double what, Lutz. Yeah. What I like about your podcast <laughs> is that it's like the everyday common man's podcast. Yeah. So it's like the real stuff. For me, being in the industry, it's 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 kind of ridiculous how much cool stuff is really easy to attain. It would be like if you were in the I don't know, surfing industry, making surfboards or something. I know that's something you've done a couple of times. Like, uh-huh. you, uh, you just get a lot of friends and you start trading things yeah, and course. you end up acquiring a lot of cool stuff. And I kind of feel bad sometimes knowing that people, regular cool guys and awesome guitarists are following. They just don't have good, like huge jobs or something like that where they can yeah. afford all the boutique things. And there's so many cool pedals out there that you can get uh, pedals and guitars and amps that you can get done what needs to get done without it being a crazy uh-huh. expensive boutique thing and we make and that goes against what my brand does honestly i mean we make fancy boutique yeah top of the line cute stuff. hardwood things like and, seriously like the most beautiful pedal boards you can get like i'm not like blowing you, sir. smoke out your ass i'm just i'm saying it's the truth you know Great, now we that. have to get an explicit label on oh, iTunes. Oh, thanks, Ryan. You put me on a oh, podcast said, and it gets explicit. Sorry, sorry, oh. I said the ass word. We were talking about my donkey. <laughs> Context, everybody. Yeah. I have a donkey. I live in Hamul. Yeah, I, 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 think, the, I so. think it's not even about for us, you know, 
focusing on the stuff that's accessible or, or expensive or cheaper or this and that. It's more about just the culture of, of resale. Cause all, all this stuff is obtainable. Like, you know, it's, it's not that extreme for someone to go out and buy a $500 pedal, but why not, you know, think about it in the way like, Oh, might as well get it on the used market so that you could sell it at the same price. That's kind sure. of the the neighborhood that we operate in. That one over there is actually not obtainable. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. there wait, are some that are not obtainable. Wait, what's this? What? I don't know. The wood one? No. Well, actually, oh, yeah, I built that one, so yeah. it's not obtainable. You, if you guys can see this, it's beautiful. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'll it. hold it up to the mic. I'll button? hold it up to the mic. Like it. Can Listen. you see it? It's, like it. it's well, you know, oh, it's, it's made out of James Cameron's uh, unobtainium from the <laughs> Avatar film. It is. It's a little wooden pedal and it, it looks like a little humidor it's beautiful it's really classy yeah yeah you should i don't even know what it does i'm assuming it's a fuzz oh no it's like a zvex super hard on clone oh, okay. i got i got it a few years ago i just to build something i got it uh what's that what did i say guitar guitar pcb yeah they do a yeah. show enough clone now i mean i am i really like the zvex show mm-hmm. and uh i recommend buying that sure it's fun to build things but X is their pedal and they do it right. Yeah. Anyway. Word up. Why did I just this say word up? Into the podcast, guys. We were just wound about... down. I know. Yeah. It, just got, just... it just got kind of really yeah. mellow. All right, 10-minute podcast, guys. We did it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I think the word up. Should we jump straight into ads or should we talk about stuff that's new? Uh, Let's just say something that's new this real new? quick. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve helped make a baby. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife is uh, like 11 weeks pregnant now, sure, I guess. Sure. So I did that. Yeah, good job, Steve. Yeah. Hooray. Thank you. You guys can uh, send congratulations on the Facebook group. Yeah, send us money. <laughs> send us money. <laughs> Let's Please be real. do your part. Make this podcast as popular, popular as possible so we can make a living off of it and uh, Steve can pay to feed another baby. Or, hey, I want you guys to know you'll never make a living off of it. No. I know, right? I know. I'll probably never make a living off what I do. <laughs> <laughs> real tears are being shed over here. That's actually just sweat. <laughs> it is hot in here. It's actually not that bad, though. Considering the rest of the county is on fire, I think we're doing all right in yeah, here. Yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah. The yeah. box is treating us right. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I might go, if it cooled down outside, I'll open the big door. Ooh, nice. fancy. Nice. Yeah. All right, well, let's just jump into ads. Yeah. Yeah, we've run out of uh, friendly stuff to talk about. Let's talk about other stuff. Uh, Tyak here actually sent us an ad, what, like a week ago or something like that? Yeah. I saw a friend post it on the forum, a different forum, on Facebook, and I was like, oh, dude, Ryan's going to love that. Yeah. And I don't think we've talked about this kind of flavor of guitar before, so I'm a little excited about it. Uh, It's a fretless electric guitar, and it is $85, and it is kind of nuts. Like, it is this bizarre, like... 80s metal extreme shape. Like, of, think of like a Jackson could, Randy Rhodes, like stretched out. If you were ever in any f- sort of accident with this guitar, you would be impaled oh instantly. It, oh, you don't want to so crash your points. car. You know, on the one hand, this is a very metal guitar. On the other hand, I feel like Bootsy Collins would require you oh, to play this yeah. guitar to be in his band. Absolutely. It's, it's got that funk thing to it, yeah. too. But it's like. This is, I think this, it says this is a project guitar. No to joke. Me, to me, it looks like it's completely homemade. Like, I don't think that this guy ordered any parts and is putting together a parts guitar. 
I think he's made all of this. I think it's fretless because he doesn't know how to do frets. <laughs> There's actually no radius to the neck. Yeah, it's just yeah. all flat. Like he, he decided, I'm going to build a guitar and it's going to be the craziest thing possible. And then he got to the part where he was supposed to fret it. And he's like, oh, shoot. I don't know how to do the actual technical stuff of building a guitar. So it I'll just like sell this. Holes, this. This, p- this thing you printed up kind of sucks. Yeah, it looks I know. Like My the printer sucks. Holes, though. Or screw holes. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's it's routed for a tram or something. It's routed for what looks like a Strat tram, yeah. But it probably is for a Floyd. He wants probably wants to drop a Floyd in there, and it's routed for a single humbucker. But it's just a, this bizarre shape. It's marketed as fretless. And what do you guys think about fretless guitars? Do you have any opinions? I've never about played them? a fretless guitar. Have you ever played a fretless guitar, Daniel? No. The only guy I've ever seen do anything cool is Guthrie. <laughs> However you say his name. Yeah. And he makes magical sounds, but I feel like everybody else would just make like angry cat fights. Oh yeah, well it's horrible things. I <laughs> used to look around a lot at uh, you know like parts websites where you can order like necks and bodies and stuff like that, like Warmoth and WD and and whoever else was out there, and they would always put disclaimers next to the fretless guitar necks and be like, "You need to study up on fretless guitar." Figure out what it's actually going to be like. These necks are non-returnable. <laughs> We're not going to take them back when you decide that you made a terrible choice trying to build a fretless guitar. Because it's you know, if fretless makes sense for bass, because you've got a big heavy string that resonates under its own weight, and it kind of models after you know a stand-up bass, right? Which people understand. Which people understand and it makes sense. A uh, fretless guitar, the strings are much lighter. They're not going to keep resonating under your finger. Yeah. So you've really just got these quick notes that you're just like sliding around. And it's super hard to nail chords. Like you're never going to be able to hit that D chord on a fretless neck. Or any other chord, really. Or the intonation will just be all yeah. weird. Well, don't even think about intonation. Like it's, yeah. it's bizarre. Like how are you ever going to like make a straight line across... The first octave to intonate, you know? Very straight fingers. Very straight fingers. I guess you could do it with a capo or something like that. You have to like work that. out so there's no pudge on your fingers at all. It's just a stu- Very lean fingers. It's, it's a stupid thing way. to do to try to play a fretless Can you play chords? Can you even play chords? I mean, I guess you can play chords, If but- you really nail it, you could play a chord, but it... I think it's just going to be a single note thing where you're sliding right. around a single note. So you're saying people should probably buy this guitar? Oh, absolutely. It's 85 bucks. That's cheap firewood. Yeah. <laughs> Wallard, dude. Wallard. Come on. Yeah, Wallard. Spray paint it, you know, whatever you need to do. Or actually, uh, for facing any serious foes or opponents, it would be, make an excellent oh, weapon. Oh, beautiful it axe. It is so pointy. You could so, embed, like, razor blades on the edge of it. And you don't you even could... need that. I mean, look at the headstock. Like, yeah. I'm... I'm going to segue this because this actually came up on the Facebook group recently. No, you can keep that out in front of you. Uh, th- what this shape reminds me of is um, the one-gallon axe from Ooh. the milk campaign oh, uh, yeah. a few years oh. ago. That was a beautiful uh, campaign. I was sad when that disappeared from yeah. the internet. I can't remember what that what the the guy in that campaign White was gold, called. Dude. White gold, White gold. Oh, yeah, dude, White gold. That joke can only go so far, though. They ended no, it at the right time. It can go forever. It would have turned into, like, the most interesting man in the world thing. Like, we all, we're all tired of that campaign by now. No one would get tired of White Gold. 
White gold, I, hey, white gold is everything sweetheart wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. <laughs> we've, spent, we've spent years. When I say years, I mean like two years trying to be white gold. Sweetheart is the band that uh, that Daniel used to be in, and Steve and I were in a band that would play shows with them when we all met and, together. Uh, and Daniel would be dressed in these like cat suits. He'd be hanging out in the bathroom and he'd be stripping down at his underwear, getting changed into some sort of weird suit. I do suit. remember that. And then the, no, no, the, no. Sam, the singer, would be getting into his grandpa's old sailor suit. No, no Sam had the, the old sailor suit, which could be also confused as a cat suit because sure. it was so tight. He was like a little sausage. You in had it. a cat suit too, no, didn't you? I was like in like white women's pants yeah. wearing the shirt you made me, which said. Sweetheart sucks all the way. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. I used <laughs> so to that screen, was my uniform, yeah. dude. I used to screen print shirts for my band and friends' bands, and then Sweetheart had me run a bunch of shirts, and I made a special one that said that they suck underneath. It, it. was magic. I, I, I just remember. I still, have, I still have it somewhere. It it's takes some, a lot of work to make an extra shirt. Like I just remember the effort. Sweetheart song where the lyrics were apparently, uh, your favorite band is, uh, is retarded, 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 no, and, no, no. and also so so gay. No, 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 It was that, your favorite that's, band. That's what I was told. It's so dirty. It's so, so dirty. dirty. It's so dirty. And then I think there was like a growl of a tiger. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 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 you look it up. It's on the YouTube. There's you and Adam. Oh, you know what? It actually is on the YouTube. It's on the is YouTube. It? Yeah. Holy yeah. heck. People With are you and Adam playing the cowbell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adam has a picture of us all three playing cowbell during that song at, yeah. I think, some venue. Well, we, did, we, picture we did the cowbell thing at a couple different venues. The dancing cowbell thing. just kept thing. going with that? Well, no. Yeah. Just all, we would just play a recording of your, of your yeah. song and then do the yeah. cowbell. Like, oh, this is a song from a friend's band. And then we just stand there and play cowbell. We wrote, we wrote that song about you guys. And then we only played it twice live ever. <laughs> so I'm glad there was a recording of it. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the next ad. We're super off topic. But it doesn't matter. You guys are having a great time. I can tell by your faces that you're having a great time listening to the podcast. It's the I most can, fun. I can see you through the microphone. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I have basically a printout of a website here. I've seen these floating around every now and then. Someone brought them up on one of the groups that I'm on. Uh, you're familiar with Dean Guitars. Dean. The guy who founded Dean Guitars, uh, Dean Zelinsky. He is back in the game with his own brand. He's not associated with Dean anymore. And he makes some, you know, pretty pretty awesome looking guitars. He kind of like some takes on Les Pauls, takes on Strats, takes on a few other things. Uh, but what I want to talk about is the back of the neck of these guitars. Tyak is taking a picture of me. I guess I should smile or look like I'm doing something the interesting filter. yeah yeah look very the serious I look very serious i should talk about this neck uh what does he call it he calls it the z glide neck and it you can look this up i'll post a picture of it on the facebook group basically it's got like almost a snake skin texture on the back of the neck with like checkers that's a good description and then like like a divot inside of each checker. I was thinking it looks like a tribal tattoo, but like an actual, sure. like a real Samoan like a, tribal yeah, tattoo. Yeah, Samoan or like a Maori Not tattoo. Not the, I'm a bro, check out this sweet <laughs> tattoo I have on my bicep right, right. tribal tattoo. It's like, it's it's a Bromoan tattoo. Yeah, but it's, it's an interesting concept. It's this carved out 
texture on the back of the neck and the the claim is that it it makes it so your hand slides up and down the neck better it so you're not sticking to like a sticky or slick neck you're just sliding it's like kind of like the golf ball texture kind of dynamic where they think it breaks up yeah you know whatever well, kind I of know friction. I know when I'm trying to shred um the the extra r- friction that i get from my neck is that's really what keeps me from shredding not the fact that i suck at guitar <laughs> right what do you th- what do you think about these type when you're done taking pictures then i'm taking I'm, I'm instagramming <laughs> i actually saw that uh today no yesterday i saw it with my eyes sometime on the internet i don't okay. remember you when. haven't seen it in person no and i saw that and i was like kind of a good idea i like the something about the the geometric pattern yeah it's interesting like uh, contrasted to the curvature of the neck and like the the contrasting shapes and patterns i kind of liked it uh-huh when it's normally pretty. gimmicky things like that i'm like oh kill me <laughs> <laughs> but it looks, it looks kind of cool and i was like oh that that does make a lot of sense i mean sure. you have this like minimal surface area there that you're touching but you still have a full grasp on the neck uh-huh um and i mean when I, you know, for me, for shredding, it's because I grew up and listening to Nirvana when shredding wasn't right, not cool hip. at all, and none of us learned any shreddy noodly meedly meedly me's at all because it was <laughs> so not cool, <laughs> and none of us can shred. Right, and I don't. I just play noises. Not many people from our age kind of shred anymore. No. No, not because like we're snobby about it. We there's a lot of youngins, we like don't the know new how. kids, yeah. the next generations coming up. There's a lot of mealy well, mirrors. There's there's always a metal scene. There's always going to yeah. be a metal scene, and there's always uh, the deadly dealers and that deadly dealers and the mealy meters. I thought that I wanted to do that. I thought I wanted to be a shredder. I had a, a guitar with a Floyd Rose on it, and a and a humbucker and a single and a humbucker. And I thought I was going to be a shredder. I was a big fan of, like Gary Hoey and like Joe Satriani and stuff like that. And I just got tired of it. I got tired of... Dude, I'm tired of it just from you talking about it. right? It's exhausting. <laughs> I got tired of just trying to work all the way up and down the neck every song. I'm more focused now on like just kind of working on simple stuff and like hitting like really strong melodies. I'm, I'm and stuff always like focusing on focusing on simple stuff because that's all I know how to play. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite moment ever for a shreddy shred thing. You might have been there. It okay. was at Ground Zero. And there was some band warming up of youngins, and this kid was just like, <laughs> like just forever. Like Josh, it was Josh Cass. I remember distinctly. Oh, really? Because it was brilliant. He was doing sound because he was running it, and the kid like finally finishes just wanking, and Josh is <laughs> Josh goes in the talkback mic like, "All right, now uh, play something that we could hum." <laughs> the yeah kid, the kid was just like what what do you, what mean? Do you like the look on his face was so just right where am i Man. you know it was great there's was, a there's a there's a balance there because that's like that, that's what i was saying uh, i'm more focused on now is trying to create kind of strong melodies and like you said stuff that you can hum uh there are people who can do both like i think gary hoey and satriani at least can kind of put together songs to that you can recognize them or I feel like other guys like like Steve Vai I listen to Steve Vai and I just hear a lot of dealy dealies I 
I don't think I could pick one Steve Vai song out from another or like a mom scene. Or yeah, song that's or always like the that. criticism with Petrucci, too, is like, oh, hooray, Dream Theater, yeah. 10,000 notes per second. Right. Who cares? Yeah. I'm, I'm more interested right now. I mean, I might end up back in the shred department at some point in my life. I'm, I'm still a young man. I hope so. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> Come on now. I've, been li- I've lived a rough 32 years. <laughs> I might be at the end of my Dude, rope you're like, here. You're only eight years away from 40. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared. We, I'll we, get old. Up 40. <laughs> we, we need more shred at church. We do. But not uh, like Brewster shred, like some just yeah, old straight school metal up. shred. Double yeah, double hand tapping. How many times has that video been posted of that? Not the oh not the elevation shreds one that's like a mashup. Of right. There's some church hard. that has like a metal service or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's just horrible. Oh, or, it's like, maybe it's great. It's like, uh, I think you're it's, a metal person, you probably love it. You're talking about, I think it's Sagebrush Church? I don't know, though. Even a metal person, like, I think would... L- that was somebody who was like really into like metal that's good metal uh-huh. would walk into that church and be like <laughs> well I, no, I think, Lord, I think about sweet it, though, baby think, Jesus think about it though you walk into an average church if you're any kind of musician and you're gonna be put off a little bit like there are churches that have True. very good music the, the average church though you walk in and you're like oh what is going on <laughs> like if you can get past the music then you start like paying attention to what the sound guy is doing and you're like oh what is going on with that guy oh i don't understand like it can be very difficult to sit through a worship service if you're a professional musician well, it's a good thing that so it's not up to us to yeah so, th- so this is my take I, this is my take i know what you're talking about the sagebrush church i think it's sagebrush here's my take on that I can only listen to Coldplay cover bands so long <laughs> that it's yeah, like, oh, please. this guy's doing this cheesy 80s metal thing. Please, some variation. But no one else is doing it. This is kind of cool. Yeah. There is a band uh, or a guy who, who plays our church every now and then as like a guest guest band. Uh, and I don't know what to call what he does, but it's nuts. He just runs around the stage. He's blasting all kinds of stuff out of his guitar. He's just He's got this... Uh, 80s big box rap that is just, just cranked. Are you, are you talking and about? He's uh, got a crash helmet on, <laughs> yeah. and he does like headstands while shredding and singing like worship songs. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen at church. I don't remember what the guy's name or the name of his yeah, band his is. His name is uh, Hot Rod Jerry Dement. Oh my god! I think is his name. It is incredible. But yeah, he's doing this. Uh, he's kind of doing this crazy, like uh, I don't know what you call it. It's kind of a bluesy. Yeah, it's kind of like it's really blues heavy, but it's very much like I guess it's kind of like a blue, like a heavy blues rock take on yeah. kind of gospel kind yeah. of worship. I've played. I've played with him a couple, at least once. Uh, he's a really cool guy. He's a really yeah, cool yeah. guy to play with, and uh, but yeah, he's definitely coming from a place that's. He made me realize that I can do whatever I want at oh, church yeah. and not have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> if I want to put on a crash helmet and do handstands or headstands during the middle of a church service, God's gonna be okay with it. Yeah, this guy's gonna hate you. Oh come on, <laughs> he'll forgive me. Oh, maybe. <laughs> well, we're super off topic of this guitar. These are interesting guitars. I'd, I'd like to see one of these in person. They're not that expensive. Uh, I looked at the whole line of his guitars, and they range from 400 to 700 bucks, basically. Yeah, they're not like any kind of crazy boutique sort of expensive thing. And a lot of them look really, really pretty. The neck is also patented. I noted that. Oh, I'm sure there. it is, which is probably... a 
a death strike to that design. Like no one's ever going to do that because just he has it patented. So you're never going to see it outside of his company. I don't, I don't think I'd ever play one of these just because I'm not a big fan of super shiny guitars. Like I just, you don't have sandpaper. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not really a fan of that either. But I do have sandpaper. I just well, okay. I take it back. My guitars either have to be like subtle, sure colors, sure, or glitter. Well, he has a lot like of variations. You can you can look be, online and see what other stuff he has. But I do like he's doing some interesting and cool things here. Like you see how that binding, yeah, yeah. came in there. Like there's a split binding. It comes and it in wraps like a, around and yeah. like kind of. It terminates in the body, like the curve of the of the carved top. Yeah, it's got some cool stuff he's doing. You could see yourself using that as like a thumb rest if you wanted to do some sort of weird. Fancy if he's picking. selling them for four to seven hundred, like that style guitar, they're all made in China or sure. Vietnam or whatever. Sure, Korea. Um, which, eh, I mean, you can get some stuff from there. Oh, yeah, that. There's some good stuff that comes out of Korea and China these days. You know who actually I really... Okay, can we segue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. I, I was um, talking to the people at Reverend Guitars. Yeah, Reverend okay. does some slick and stuff. And they are made in Korea. Uh-huh. And they... All of them, like everybody who gets a Reverend is like, I love this guitar. Like, yeah. it's the best guitar they've ever played. And I talked to the gal. I cannot remember her name at Nam. I don't know if it was last time or the time before. And I asked her, I was like, what are you guys doing that... It are making people have such a good user experience. Like, I don't know anybody who gets a Reverend that's like, eh, it's right. okay. But for a Korean-made guitar, I mean, you know, you get the same thing with the Duesenberg. It's <laughs> sure. in Korean, shipped off to be assembled in yeah. Germany, you know, and charged a million dollars for. But oh, maybe I shouldn't go crazy on that. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm talking to the gal, and she's like, you know what our secret is? Um, she's like, we have the best setup guy in the industry. Yeah. And so they get all his guitars yeah. that are well-made guitars from Korea, and the difference between those and a lot of other import guitars is they have someone do a professional setup here. So that way, the user experience, when, they, when the, re, the user gets the guitar, you pull it out of the box, you play it, you're like, this guitar is awesome. Right. Because it plays awesome, and they have an instant connection with the guitar. Absolutely. So then they're stoked on the guitar forever. Yeah. When if you pull a guitar out of the box, the intonation's off, or the, action, the action's off, it could be the nicest guitar ever, but you're always going to have this like, eh, or maybe it'll take you a long time to get over that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I've said forever, like, the biggest thing that pisses me off about Guitar Center is that 90% of the time, if you pick up a guitar at Guitar Center, it's almost like the guy who unpacked it set it up worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got well, in there, every- like, he loosened the trust rod to make the action really high. He... he adjusted the bridge pieces to make it out of intonation. Yep. And it's like... This might be a great guitar if I go home and set it up, but how am I supposed to know because it's garbage right now? Right. And like I got that Hallmark guitar a while back ago, and that's made in China because it's a nine hundred dollar guitar basically. So yeah, it has really? to be it has to be made outside of the U.S. Or, but glitter's expensive, dude. Yeah, glitter's super you know. expensive. But that guy, he's it's not a big company. They don't make a lot of guitars, so he has all the guitars shipped from China directly to him. And then he does the personal setup or has his guy do like a personal setup. That thing came to me perfectly set up. Like I couldn't believe how perfectly it was set up. It, the action was so low that it was uncomfortable for me. I had to raise the action. You, you almost noodled? Yeah. You were like, oh yeah, my gosh, I was like, I'm going to start shredding. This is too I gotta fast. Raise this. 
you know, the neck was just the right amount of bend from the truss. The and neck it, came with like a really interesting geometric yeah, pattern it was carved even, out of the back, so it was faster. So it was you, even entombed. It survived FedEx and showed up. Wow. Entombed. Yeah, it was nuts. Like, and and that I agree with that one hundred percent. I haven't ever ordered a Reverend guitar, but if that's what they're doing, then that makes a huge difference. You know, Reverends, uh, they're. I don't know. People are really into them right now. They're, I know, mean, they've always been. Good. They've always. They've been around for a while. Yeah, a long time. Here's here's the funny thing about guitars that people always bypass. You know, it's like, well, what does a guitar sound like? What does it look like? It's like if someone has an instant connection with a guitar, mm-hmm. where it feels good to them. Yeah. It it almost doesn't matter what it looks or sounds like. They're gonna make it sound right. Sure. Oh, you know, yeah. like it's gonna their their particular style is gonna come through that guitar. Now, granted, it has to be at least at a particular level. Of craftsmanship, where it's not just sure. a piece of junk, and the pickups aren't just god awful, yeah. like crazy, horrible sounding pickups or something. Right. Assuming that you're at a, at a level of craftsmanship, if that guitar feels good and comes out of the box feeling good, and they have an instant connection with it, they're going to make that guitar sound better. Yeah, absolutely. I so, I was saying that a few episodes back. I got to pick up a, a Ronin guitar. Uh, a bandmate of mine knows the guys from Ronin. And he hauls some around with them to try to sell at shows and stuff like that. I picked, I had that guitar in my hand and I did a sound check with it. It felt like the amount of money that they charged for it. It felt like a four thousand dollars. Yeah, that guitar. was a real nice. I haven't even looking those guys up right now. What is it? Ronin. R O N I N. N I N. Yeah, uh, send us stuff, Ronin. I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember hearing you guys talk about that. We have a hundred listeners. If I mention you every single episode for a thousand episodes, <laughs> I will have earned a guitar. I swear. Oh God! <laughs> so just send it now because we're definitely going to do hundred episodes. Now. I'll work it off. I promise. Well, I mean, this, you know, this is the same thing. People, the one of the, it's kind of died down recently, but for a while, like the big big thing to get was like this squire classic vibe series uh-huh. and i've told people like I, I went into guitar center and pulled like four telecasters off the wall it was like a the squire classic vibe um one of the like 72 reissues like made in mexico and then a couple americans and uh i mean classic the classic vibes like 350 bucks and yep in my hands i felt like this is a better guitar than than the americans that are like a thousand dollars or whatever they're doing so good with those classic vibes. I'm wondering when they're going to pull the plug. Because Fender has had a bit of a history of when their imports are too good and they start outshining the American counterparts, they pull the plug. Well, there, there's a rumor that the first batch of classic vibes were like so good that they actually intentionally crapified the second batch. Oh, really? Now, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if that's true because, I mean, people are still talking about them. But, I mean, what are the things know, that separate, you know a bad guitar from a good guitar for me like the the first thing i notice is how well the frets are dressed if the frets right. are sharp i'm yeah. like this is a garbage guitar but if the frets are dressed up nicely enough and they're not biting into your hand it takes a lot more to try to figure out for me anyways is this a good guitar or a bad guitar and i think that's yeah. like the big issue yeah i think it's the initial feel like how does it feel when it when you put it on when you hold it uh-huh if it feels good that's something that you can bond with and then it's just a matter of like oh you know what pickup selections you like where 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 does it sit for you like tonally Uh uh-huh um is that something you can work with a lot of times you find you know say there's a a strat or something like that you got five positions and maybe like three sure you know and there's different guitars you know different 
different things. You figure out what you like and you don't like. But if that guitar initially grabs you and is inspiring to you as a player, there's a real good chance that you're going to like that guitar for a long time. Yeah. And if you get tired of the pickups, you can change the pickups. And if you don't like the quality of the hardware, you can change the hardware. All these yeah. things are modular, you know? For, for me, I'm, I'm definitely... I mean, I've given up trying to deny it, but for guitars, pedals, gears, everything... Gears, gear, um, <laughs> for my gears, <laughs> uh, for all the stuff. I if it doesn't look good at first, it's not that I'm that I'm gonna say like, oh, I'd never play that. I just would never pick sure. it up to try it. Sure. If it's not a good looking guitar, if it's not a good looking guitar pedal, like people all the time on forums, it's like, what are your top? What's your top trade? Is it tone? Is it looks? Is it durability? You know, something like that. Right. Right. And it's like. Uh, top trade's probably tone, but I'm not going to pick the thing up if it looks like a dog. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's horrible. I'm not even going to yeah. consider it, you know? So it's like, yeah, I don't know that it sounds great, but it kind of looks like hell. I don't so like no, it. So uh, no plastic Ibanez power lead pedals for you? I don't have any plastic Ibanez <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's actually funny. Like, I didn't do this intentionally, but right now my pedal board is all, like, monochrome pedals. Uh-huh. So it's, like, either chrome white or black yep. on my board it looks pretty neat yeah it's kind of uh but it, i mean it wasn't intentional but before that like i had green pedals and orange pedals and uh-huh. blue pedals and there is something to like a really pretty pedal i'm a graphic designer by living and i keep wanting to get lined up with a pedal maker to like make yeah that one looks good tyak is caressing a pedal that's in front of me i keep wanting to get lined up with a pedal maker to design like their line of pedals <laughs> <laughs> that's just vulgar <laughs> I, just, I just caressed a, a boss flanger for Ryan just to get him excited <laughs> I have to go smoke a cigarette now wow I don't even smoke <laughs> what was I saying there's, so, there's something to things looking good you know if something looks good then you want to put it on your board and you want people to see it you want to have it on a stage you want to show your friends I mean I bought the, the Hallmark swept wing mostly because of how rad it looks but i'm keeping it because i love the way it feels and it sounds you know it's not just because it's gold oh i love gold you know me (laughs) (laughs) if something looks ugly then it it has to work pretty hard for you to want to keep it you know sure sure we're gonna hit this topic yeah let's hit a topic all right, All right. Let, we're jumping into the sad <laughs> topic. Uh, you mean we're doing topic, a topic? Whatever. <laughs> I just hit my windscreen. Yeah, we All took right. a little bit of a break to uh, so yes, people this, could sit this on the is toilet. from Mark. Uh, Mark found me on Twitter, and now he's listening. Hi, Mark. And, oh, hi, uh, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hey, hey Mark. <laughs> that was that not right? No, that that was good. No, th- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so here's the question. Uh, he says, to start, just found your podcast. I'm rapidly digesting the 16 episodes out there and look forward to many, many more. I mean this in the nicest possible way. It's like conversing with my own nerdy friends without having to do any of the troublesome talking. <laughs> that said, on to some troublesome typing. A few friends are, wow, a few items I'd love to hear you guys speak on. Frankenstein Factor. I'm a fan of Fender's Pawn Shop line, particularly the 51 and the Jaguarillo. 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 Yeah. You okay. think of like an armadillo. Whatever. Jaguarillo. Uh, and would love to hear your take on this line of guitars. Similar ventures other manufacturers have may have undertaken in the past, as well as stories of your own jumbled creations, if any. 
Uh, so, yeah, um, I guess I'll start. The Fender Pawn Shop line for guitars, I think it's a neat idea. I, I like where they're going with it. They, I don't know if they've done anything that, to me, I've been like, oh, I really want this guitar. I really like their Pawn Shop line of amps, though. I oh, think, yeah, the Pawn uh, Shop amps are, are you've cool. You've got, like, the Excelsior and the... I don't know what the rest of them are called, but you got the one that's got like the. There's a uh, Rampart. The Rampart. What's so the one Excelsior, that's the Rampart? What's the one that looks like the Jetson? The Jetson. Yeah, I don't. That's the one I'm trying to remember. Um, all I know is it's got a. <laughs> Tyak is looking at me. Like, that one apparently. Dude, that on was Instagram right yeah, now. No, that, on, that, that one scramming. apparently has a switch that allows you to just bypass all the controls and just take like yeah. everything straight to ten. Nice. Which is uh, a pretty awesome feature, I think. Is that foot switchable? I don't know. Because that's what you got to have. So, vaporizer. 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 <laughs> Contributed. There we go. Sorry, I was, in, Daniel, I was in Instagram land, and then I was, Daniel I was, was back, back with the podcast. And I was just like, hey, what's a vaporizer? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I really like what they're doing with these, and apparently they're, uh, they're great playing guitars. So, yeah. Well, uh, I got to play uh, one of the Jaggerillas a little while back. And it's, it's interesting because... People were stoked on them for a while when they first came out because uh, the Jazzmaster Jaguar shape is hip right now, but people right. don't necessarily like stock Jaguars and Jazzmasters because of their issues. Uh, I love my Jazz. My jazz. <laughs> you love your Jazzmaster. You mean your Jaguar? It's a Jaguar. <laughs> it's like you just <laughs> called your kid by the wrong we were... name. <laughs> I was. It was going to be such a good little yeah. jump in there. And that just sucked. But let's let's be honest. They're quirky guitars. You've got that weird kind of floating bridge that rocks back and forth, and people who aren't used to it don't know how to set it up. You've got a tremolo that's kind of quirky and weird. Uh, the the Jaggerilla kind of tries to fix some of those things. It's got a hard uh, tunomatic on it, uh, and it's it's still got the tremolo, and then it's got like a humbucker and some single coils and whatnot. Uh. But those things don't really fix it for me. Like it didn't interest me because I think the 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 rocking bridge on a Jaguar or a Jazzmaster is a strong point once you get to figure it out because that actually is what gives you tuning stability when you're using the tremolo because the whole bridge moves with the strings basically instead of the strings popping out of the saddles and grabbing in a different location, you get a better tuning stability. Uh, but that being said, I did, I did pick one up at a guitar store. I messed around with it. It felt like a fine guitar. If you're not going to use the trim a lot, I think they're fine. Uh, but like I said, people were picking them up a lot a while back. And recently I've been seeing at least two or three on Craigslist a week, I think. And I've been seeing people try to unload them on the different groups that we're on. I think people get tired of them. Uh, right. I think the model that they came out with that I probably most uh, was most excited about is the Jazz or the Bass Six. I think is, uh-huh. is that what it's called. Um, I don't know if I'd ever play one, but I, it's at least kind of interesting to me. As uh, I mean, I'm primarily a bass player, um, but then you know they it's just kind of an interesting feel overall. I don't feel like these look like anything I've ever seen in a pawn shop, but sure. uh, you know it's it's a it's a pretty interesting line. Well, the concept was be- behind the pawn shop line was to make things that 
kind of are reminiscent of something really quirky you would find in a pawn shop that had been modified by someone or was made by a brand that was trying to be similar to Fender but right. not quite nailing it. So you get a lot of really weird takes on existing Fender designs but with like completely different things going on. Uh, the the 51 predated the pawn shop line, right? The, well, the there's 51. the Squire 51, but I think Fender did a 51. Um, trying to see if I can find it. I uh, really liked the uh, their take on the uh, the Supersonic, which was uh, a guitar made for the Squire Vista series back in the 90s, right? Which was like a reversed uh, duo Sonic, but with humbuckers. The thing that that bugged me about it uh, was that it had a reverse headstock, which I'm not a fan of. I don't like having to reach my hand under the headstock to tune. What is? What, what are they expect me to do? Reach under? <laughs> I want to reach the, over. And you what have to like turn your thumbs in the wrong direction. I know. Weren't the humbuckers on that kind of offset a little yeah, bit? Yeah, like a weird They're offset. Like tweaked. And it's like the body is upside down of a Duo Sonic. What? Is, what did you use to? Didn't you have a Duo Sonic? What I did still you used have, to have a Duo Sonic. What did you used to play all the time? A Duo Sonic. It was a Duo Sonic. Yeah, that was like my main wife. Was that guitar. an original Duo Sonic? It or? was a uh, a '90s reissue out of the Vista line. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but it was more. That was single coils, though. Yeah, it was single coils. Okay, but it was a uh, more of a direct uh, redo of the original Duo Sonic. Basically, if you guys are interested in the pawn shop line from Fender, just go to Ryan's house and <laughs> look at his guitar wall. I think Fender might have all... seen my stuff. And Fender then... got a picture of Ryan's wall, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's put that neck on that guitar and this pickup, and we'll just." Have a dog chew this pickguard out, <laughs> and we'll put some pickups in it. It'll be well, a, we'll call it the pawn shop. I mean, we we kind of hit on this last episode, but when it comes to jumbled creation, like Ryan, that's that's kind of your uh, your specialty, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I like it weird. I like it weird and almost broken. That's, this is true. There's a yeah. lot of truth to that. <laughs> so what's what's interesting for me is I'll hear about this stuff. Like, Ryan would be like, oh, I just got this guitar, and I did all these things. I'm like, okay, and I'll, I'll see his pictures or whatever on the internet. And then, regardless of what's going on on Sunday, like, most guitar players that I know will be like, oh, we're doing, like, heavier songs on Sunday, so I'm going to break out the Les Paul, or, or we're doing songs where I need, like, chimey tone, so I'm going to break out the Strat or the Telecaster or whatever. Ryan's like... I'm bored. I'm going to play the Flying V on Sunday. Or I'm, I'm bored. I'm going to play my weird Telecaster on Sunday. Telestrator. Or whatever. Strater. Strato-teller. Strato. <laughs> and uh, so, so I, I, end up, I end up seeing all these things, like all these different guitars. Like you'll play a guitar for like a month, and then you'll play another guitar for a month, yeah. and another guitar for a month. I'm trying to stay really true to the Hallmark right now just because I'm recording an right. album with it, and I want to stay like fresh on it. Don't sure. make yourself bored, dude. You're gonna, I know, You'll right? be so sad. It's the guitar you've paid the most money for ever. I know. Yeah. Right? No, I'm really happy with it. We're <laughs> never going to break up. We're going to be in love forever. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, All my guitar uh, relationships are like the worst like high school dating uh, we love each experiment other. Experiment you ever had? Stop, 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 yeah. stop, stop. We love each other so much. Oh, we're we're going to be together forever. Oh, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, over, overall, I feel like Fender is kind of in a weird place right now because 
they're really killing it with their mid-range stuff. Uh-huh. And I don't know if they are detracting from their high-end line yet with it, but uh definitely like all of the vint- or all of the pawn shop stuff or the uh, what do they call it? Like modern player series. Mm-hmm. Like all of that stuff is really getting a lot of traction. I think there are people who are always going to like pay the extra coin to play an American. Sure. Um, but I think I mean, Fender- they're really killing it. And it's something that Gibson has not been able to do with Epiphone ever. Yeah. ever. And I don't know if it's something if Epiphone starts rolling out weird stuff. I don't think I'm going to be like, Oh, cool. Cool, good job, Epiphone. Uh, recently, Gibson rolled out the Gibson EB base. Yeah, you and mean I was the, like, the I was like, con- base? congratulations on completely ripping off a Fender design. Yeah, this is the stupidest thing you've ever made. So the Epiphones is a headstock, man. I, right, that headstock. It's like, oh, it's yeah. a cool guitar. Oh, that extra like two cuts up in the top. Like something's it's wrong. Gross. Just Apparently, those. that's always been the uh, Epiphone headstock, but uh, no. yeah, I've never been. I've never been too hip to it either. I'm okay with it on some of the older, like archtop yeah. style guitars. That have, it but fits. they put the, they put the regular Gibson headstock on their archtops. That's why I went. Well, I'm it okay depends on which archtop. one you get. Yeah. <laughs> no, like if like I've always kind of Jones for one of the uh, the Epiphone Alley Cats or Wildcats, which is yeah, like the a, Wildcats, cool, a small bodied uh, semi hollow, and it's right. got the regular Gibson headstock on there. With, like, this sweet, like, pressed tin logo, like, nailed into it. Right. They that have one of those over awesome. at Guitar Center right now in La yeah. Mesa. Those are great guitars. Like, if you want... Like we, a, should, we should go over there with batter. Dude, we could... This is We run the computer on batteries. We'll walk into Guitar Center. <laughs> Carrying our microphones. We're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> Live at Guitar Center. Well, in the future or past by the time you listen to it. When are we doing this podcast? It's going to come out on Monday. This will drop on Monday. This is in the future right now, right? Yeah, we're in the future right okay. now. I just wanted to check. Yeah, is the heat We're wave, always in the future. Well, no, no, no. no. The, the Instagram. heat wave is over. We're super comfortable right now. It's nice and 70 degrees. Steve's Instagram pictures are in the future right now. Right. Yeah. In relation to this podcast. Yes. No, they're in the past in relation to this podcast. Right. Whatever. No, no, but right now, that's f- their future. Right. People are looking at... We're no, pre- no, if, you're no. on the in- if you're on the Instagram right now, which is like they're not hearing a this, few though. days ago... They're not hearing this. You were seeing things from the future. People on Instagram right now when we're recording this. Did we check how many followers you guys They're in the got? future. Here's this is big news. Here's the problem. We have an Instagram. Here's the problem. <laughs> I, the I work in science, and I have no idea what you guys are talking Dude, about. Dude, this is science, man. You work in the wrong kind of science, Apparently. Man. Okay, uh, all we, we have are, to do is drive to a guitar trader. We are up to 54 followers. 54. Holy heck, dude. Nice work, guys. Okay. All we have to do is drive 88 miles an hour to Guitar Trader and we'll be in the future. I think Guitar Trader's closed already. Guitar Trader yeah. sucks. No, uh, it did doesn't. I say that? You shouldn't say that. No, it doesn't suck. I music just... Power sucks. Guitar Trader's awesome. It, what's Music <laughs> what's Power? The it's their online store. Oh, I haven't been on there. I just, every oh, time gosh. I go on Guitar Trader, I, I'm like excited because there's some cool guitars and then the people are just like, I like them. Uh, uh, I, you know, I like the guys uh, at Guitar Trader. I think they're cool. I maybe think I just don't go in there they're, they're, It's like hanging out with a bunch of old roadies. <laughs> it's dude, always just hit or miss. One day the I drugs wanna, have taken us. They're told, dude. One day we're going to interview those guys, and they're going to have listened to this episode, and they're, like, they're going to be like, oh, I hate that Daniel guy this so is much. Dan- hey, guys. This is Daniel Tack from Fresh Pedalboard Company. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that. That's where. That's who where we are. Is that a new company? We're at Fresh PCB. 
headquarters. <laughs> what are some other uh, paddleboard companies that are like doing your thing? Man, oh, there's, there's a, a lot, lot aren't there? doing their thing. We've inspired a, a generation of you paddleboard have. builders. You guys are kind of the first, and now there's a ton of people doing the same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, it's weird. There's some guys that I'm stoked about. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. And there's some guys that just don't want to shake them like a baby right you know it's not even supposed to shake babies or other paddleboard builders yeah if someone like copies your thing and they do it in a way that's interesting to you you're gonna be like oh yeah yeah, i like it i dig it i just found a dude i can't remember the name of his company yesterday Uh uh-huh he posted on a forum and i was like dude that's a sweet hardwood pedalboard but he was like doing them in road cases and yeah it's like it's a sure we didn't invent i mean i'm fine with people building slam boards we didn't invent that yeah yeah everybody's been doing slam boards we just have a particular style, uh-huh. sure. And with this like guy the was just—he was making yeah. beautiful like hardwood pedal boards and with dovetails. But he's doing—it was just like a different, slightly different tweak on the vibe. It's like in road cases, different, kind of just different. And uh, I looked him up on Facebook and I said, "Hey, like, awesome work." And he's like, "Hey, man, love your stuff." And it was cool. Like, it was a good of relationship. Of course, he loves your stuff. There's some guys <laughs> that I just because we're—I mean, people think we're huge. We yeah. have, I mean, we're creeping on 30,000 Facebook fans, uh-huh. and it's ridiculous, and I have no idea how we got here, and it's just me and Matt building yeah. stuff in, in a sweaty little <laughs> toaster of a shop. I think people don't you know? realize how small most companies actually are. Dude, yeah. I, yeah. You go in, even in, um, like, the ones you, you perceive as a very large company, uh-huh. it's just a few dudes, like, yeah. key dudes, and then there's some other guys around, and... If you ever go to NAM things like that, and actually like have some time sitting down with the guys from different companies, you realize like, wow, this huge company that I perceived as a huge, huge monstrosity of a thing with, you know, like at least three child labor camps, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? You're and like, lawyers wow, this is and you know CEOs and stuff. Yeah, like that. exactly. Like, there's a CEO for the CEO, right? You know, right. kind of and thing. Secretaries and you of realize like, dude, and... this is just a couple guys. Yeah, and especially in the boutique industry, uh-huh. like. For instance, I realized this. Just hit my mic. That's fine. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Probably. Did you hear this? Yeah, hit it some more. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, uh, I realized this with. I went up to Matchless Amps the other day. They're right up in LA. Uh huh. They're a big name. Big name. They've everyone around, knows Matchless. Everyone knows Matchless. And it's a, you know, it's a big giant company yeah. and a huge factory in China with little children soldering capacitors. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's one like at a time. You, you know? go up there and it's like Phil. Uh huh. And Christina. And a couple dudes in the back, like, yeah. soldering some amps up. Uh-huh. And you're like, that's it, guys? All right. <laughs> that's freaking <laughs> awesome. Right. Like, no wonder you've maintained, like, the integrity of your brand sure. for so long. Because it's still made, like, by real people yeah. in a very real hands-on way in just a little teeny place up in L.A., and you're like, how? I, I was like, man, I wish I could keep up with demand like you guys do uh-huh. for having such a small operation. And that's it's it's great to see little companies like that. So in the boutique world, especially, like you have very small companies. Like you, you see even like a say a larger boutique pedal company like JHS. Uh huh. It's still a really small operation. Yeah, you know, sure. it's, it's Josh and some other dudes just soldering away on pedals, and and they've gotten to a spot where. They're making a lot of pedals and they're pumping a lot out, but it's a it's a pretty relatively small operation when it comes to industry stuff. And you know, if you you know you compare it to even oh I don't know something an automotive manufacturer sure. or what's something we use every day. I used to I used to work making t shirts. T shirts. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, there's probably for large t-shirt operations, there's probably more guys working in a t-shirt shop oh, than absolutely. any boutique company. Yeah, like in the United States. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah, there's a ton of people involved with that. Well, that's always you know not to get super political, but that's always the the hard stuff with like uh, you know oh gas prices are going up for tran- you know transporting food or like oh let's raise the minimum wage or whatever and. And the calculation is always like, McDonald's could pay all of their part-timers $15 an hour, and the Big Mac would only go up $0.29. Cents. Well, that's great for McDonald's, but how many, like, mom and pop, like, yeah. your local restaurants are going to be put under yeah. if they have to pay their, their you know, their guys 15 bucks an hour if or whatever? Walmart and McDonald's and all those other guys, they can they can figure out how to pay people more, but they don't because yeah. they're making and of millions course, of dollars per store. But, you know, yeah, the... the the mom and pop place that hires two teenagers, they're going to have to fire two teenagers. Yeah. yeah. If we had, you know, where's here, your local, is there, is your local pho shop going to go under? Well, no, they're all family. It's all family members. Yeah, sure. They don't, well, no like one here, gets paid. Here, for instance, if it's just me and Matt right now, and it's a partner relationship. Uh huh. And if we had a couple guys that were part time working here and on minimum wage and the minimum wage went up, I'd be like, see you guys i'll outsource it to another bigger company sure you know? sure <laughs> i can't i literally cannot afford that right like it's not something that i can afford to do like we're just scraping as or they is. just better be really freaking awesome minimum wage employees yeah you know? they better be min- <laughs> anyway thanks obama yeah. <laughs> we're, we're super crazy off is, topic I feel what like is we, this a political podcast we, we barely scraped the topic but that's fine my guitar tone is really crappy today thanks uh, obama we we hit an hour basically Hooray. so let's uh, let's wrap this up so what song are we gonna play in, we, in we got honor, a request for i got a job are, yeah. we, are we gonna do that one yeah, i got that a one. job in, yeah. in honor of us sitting down with Daniel Tyak, we're going to do this episode and the next episode, a song from the band Steve and I used to be in, and then we're going to do a song from the band that Tyak used to be in. and uh, Which and, was the greatest. Yeah. It's, oh, absolutely the greatest. So uh, <laughs> we're, on this episode, we're going to drop the song, I Got a Job, from your favorite band, and you're going to get to hear uh, just how awful Steve and I used oh, to be. <laughs> hey, this is all. Uh, this was actually requested from uh, listener Brian Goff uh-huh. in uh, South Carolina. So, thanks for nothing, Brian. Yeah, thanks hey, a Brian. lot, Brian. Actually, What's Brian, going down, Brian's Brian? been listening to your favorite band since we were in your favorite band. Every really? Now and then, people yeah. like there are really? there are people that still hit me up and were like, "Dude, I'm I'm listening to your CD right now." I, I would never. I'm like, yeah. I'm I like, listened to wow. my own songs. That, it's it's really cool. Like people people still dig that stuff. I know uh, Andrew, who sends us ads all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, he's really into your favorite band. Um, I can't understand. So it. Dude, we played with you guys still like people weekly, still and I was it. never into your favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, I'll tell a story of tell how me. our bands got together. Uh huh. While the music's fading out. Huh? Okay. 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 So you're going to work this in there. Adam Powell, our mutual friend uh-huh. who loans us all things, yes. microphones and everything. Yes. So we could actually record, th- or you can actually yeah. record. Well, he he loans us this mixer. Our friend uh, David Lee loaned us a microphone for okay, this episode. Okay, cool, cool. Do you and, know which uh, one is his? Because they're all identical. Well, it's, it's marked. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's marked. Yeah. And it smells like my breath. Um, <laughs> Adam was, we were at a, uh, 
it was an Aquabat show uh-huh. at Soma. Yeah. And I'm there, like, we're just all being... I think you guys are probably there, too. Oh, of course. And we're all just bouncing around, and we didn't know each other. And I, like, meet this dude handing out flyers. And now Sweetheart had just kind of got off the ground. Uh-huh. And your favorite band was just getting off the ground, but we didn't know this. And uh, Adam, like, hands out a flyer, like, hey, you should come to our show. And I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, where do you go? Where are you guys from? He's like, oh, we're from, like, this part of town. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. We're, like, from this part of town. And... Oh, we got a band. You got a band. Oh, we got a band. And then we ended up just having all this mutual connections. Uh-huh. Like, and musically, it just like went well together. And I was thinking like, oh, sweet. This guy's got a band and he can get us into some venues. And Adam's <laughs> like, I was like, oh, man, this guy's got a band. And he, so we, <laughs> we were both like faking it. Right. Just having right. a great old time. And then we ended up just playing together all the time. And it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good, awesome. Well, it was a good mix because we were like a rowdy punk band. And you guys were like a rowdy, like, <laughs> like a glam white, metal. like White gold. Not yeah. metal. Glam rock, glam rocky. Rock it was, let's be honest, it was butt rock. It was kind of butt rock. Yeah, but it was like an and interesting. Sam was mix. wearing a sailor suit. It made sense <laughs> because we had we were both high energy I and was, we were both kind of yeah. humorous. I was wearing tight pants. You were wearing really? very tight pants, tight and, and white pants. No less than three scarves at a time. I did have some scarves. <laughs> yeah, one dangling. on the hip, one on the neck, one on the mic stand. <laughs> For what it's worth, one <laughs> on the head sock of <laughs> no, no, the guitar. No, no, it was on the end of the guitar. The, yeah. The, uh, butt Is the music For, for what it's in? worth, you, you were wearing white pants. We were just wearing white. <laughs> yeah, I think That's the true. You guys had white. All white. Yeah, we would wear all white. <laughs> Look that up on YouTube, folks, as the music is fading in. You'll hear about how Ryan... My wife is sick of me saying that. She's like, she's like, the music fading in joke is so tired. Like, you need hey to guys, stop doing that. Hey, guys, I got a joke. Is the music... Is the music fading oh, in? God. The music fading Lauren, in right now. It. <laughs> Hi, I'm 